0: This time next year. Written and read by Liz Hines. 15th of July, Tuesday. I received a phone call from the Women's Education Centre reminding me that I am booked on their assertiveness course starting on Thursday evening. We'll see you then, a deep jolly voice told me. She caught me out. I wasn't expecting to be reminded. What could I say except, Yes, thank you, I'm looking forward to it. "'Still no phone call from Smart-Arse, though. "'The girls are right. I am definitely well rid of him.' 17th of July, Thursday "'I do not need a man. "'So what if Smart-Arse has not called me? "'I do not need him. "'I am a strong and courageous woman. "'I am one with the sisterhood. "'Together we can defeat the common enemy.' "'Kate says so. "'Kate has brought up four children alone "'since her husband ran out on her.' She runs her own pottery. She is a local Green Party councillor. Once she was arrested for protesting outside an American base, but today she is a school governor. She is vegan and makes all her own clothes. I feel tired just writing about her. The assertiveness class was cancelled as not enough people turned up. Hermione, she of the deep cheery voice, said it often happens. Poor dears, they're just too scared to take charge of their own destiny. I was about to go home when she grabbed my arm. Since you're here, why don't you join Kate's class? What is it? Feminism is a feminine issue. I shook my head, but Holmes had a tight grip on my arm. It's through here. You'll love Kate. She's widow fun. Kate has salt and pepper hair tied up in a bun. She wears caftans, no bra, and is a stereotypical feminist. Can't you be a feminist and dress well? No, Kate says, that is pandering to the dictates of society. I suspect that Kate is a dinosaur from the days of early feminism. Maybe when she dies she will be mummified and kept in a museum. <laughs> she should be pleased with that. At least it's not dadification. I am all for sisters doing it for themselves. But I won't be going to her class again. I haven't told them that, I just won't go. Or answer my phone for a few days after, just in case. 19th of July, Saturday. David phoned. He has been away at a conference all week. Of course, now I remember him telling me he was going. He apologised for not calling before he left on Sunday, but he had last-minute preparations to make. That's quite all right, I didn't expect you to phone anyway. I knew you'd understand. Now, I know this is short notice, but I wondered if you're free this afternoon. Yes, I bit my tongue. Should I have at least pretended to check my diary? Good, because it's such a beautiful day, I was wondering if you might enjoy a picnic. A picnic? That would be lovely. Excellent, I know just the place. How lovely. So romantic to be swept away for a picnic. It's just what happens in books like... I'm searching for the right analogy, but the best I can come up with is the famous five, which isn't quite the image I'm trying to create. I feel I should wear a flowery dress and a large straw sun hat tied under my chin with a ribbon. Unfortunately, I have neither. But I can wear my light cotton trousers, slacks, yes, I should call them slacks if I'm going on a picnic, and a T-shirt. Oh, it's so long since I've been on a picnic. I can't wait. Later. I'm feeling slightly woozy. It must have been the afternoon sun that did it. I've had two cups of strong coffee... I'm starting to feel a little better and clear-brained enough now to record the afternoon's events. David arrived spot on time. I was watching out for him and ran out to join him to save him getting out of the car or meeting Adam. He drove us a few miles around the coast then parked at the top of a small lane. We have to walk from here I'm afraid. That's all right. I enjoy nothing more than walking in the sun. But as soon as I got out of the car into the dazzling sunshine, I was overtaken by a sneezing fit. David looked concerned. "Uh, "'It's all right,' I said. "'I'm just allergic to sunshine.' I realised this made me sound like a vampire. "'It's the sun, I mean. Going out in it makes me sneeze.' Judging by his expression, I was making things worse. "'I mean, only sometimes, unexpectedly, it must be the type of light or height of the sun or something.' I trailed off. So why do you cross your legs? Each time you sneezed, you crossed your legs. Oh, I see, that's because... I stopped. I could hardly tell a possibly prospective lover that, thanks to childbirth and not doing follow-up exercises rigorously enough, muscles down there had lost their grip, rather like me, and I was in danger of wetting myself when I sneezed. Um, well, yes, it's lucky... Lucky, or rather, it's considered unlucky to sneeze, lets the devil in, and crossing your legs is an uh, an antidote type of thing. Well, I thought that's why people said bless you. Yes, they do. This is just another old wives' tale, you know, like throwing pepper over your shoulder when you see a cow through glass, or touching a cat in thunder. I've never heard of either of those sayings, perhaps they only said locally. I was brought up in this area. Oh, maybe a picnic isn't the best idea, though, if you're allergic to the sun. I'll be fine. I'll get used to it soon. Honestly, it's not a problem. Bless you! It was a fabulous spot David took me to, sheltered but overlooking the sea and very quiet. We didn't see another soul on our walk there. The closest thing to a passer-by was a sheep that had lost its flock. He spread out a large tartan rug that made me wish again that I was wearing a flowery dress. Then, as he started to unpack the picnic basket, a proper wicker one, he said, "'I tried to call you back this morning as I realised I hadn't asked if there's anything in particular that you don't like to eat. "'I must have been in the shower, but it's fine. (laughs) I eat everything. I'm a real piggy,' I laughed. "'Good. I bought some delicious ham from the little delicatessen in the market.' Oh, lovely. He handed me a plate, china, with a beautiful baguette bursting with ham and lettuce, and two lovely warm tomatoes on the vine. I took an enormous mouthful of the baguette and spluttered. What's the matter? Are you all right? Did it go down the wrong way? Mustard! I squeaked. It's got mustard on it. Yes, lashings of whole grain mustard. Oh, no, you don't like it, do you? "'How stupid of me. I should have thought and brought it separately. "'No, don't worry. It's fine. I'll just scrape it off.' "'I opened the sandwich. Everything had a thin covering and mustard on it. "'Well, the tomatoes look lovely,' I said. "'I ate both packets of crisps he'd brought, as well as most of the fruit and all of the cake. "'Plus I drank most of the bottle of wine as he was driving. "'The rest of the afternoon passed amicably.' I told him about my children, my divorce. I even managed to mention the bimbo without spitting and my job. You probably think I'm awfully inefficient, I said, but I'm not usually. You just seem to have that effect on me. Really? Why would that be? I sighed. I don't know. I've been trying to work it out. Of course, bad thinks it's because I fancy you. I must have been drunker than I realised. I can remember what I said but cannot believe I said it. And do you? Do, do I what? Fancy me. I giggled. I can distinctly remember giggling. <laughs> I don't know, I said. It's been a, such a long time since I've been anything but married. I can't tell. He leaned forward. Would it help if I kissed you? Mm, it might do. 20th of July Sunday David phoned this evening. He apologised for not calling earlier... But his mother had rung in the morning and asked him to go and sort out her leaky toilet. She pooh-poohed his suggestion that she should call a plumber, as it was only a little job and he was perfectly capable of doing it. It took him five hours. I think his mother would get on well with mine. We were on the phone for thirty minutes comparing mothers and toilet problems. What a kind man he is. I can't believe I misjudged him so badly.' He has a really busy week ahead, so he is taking me to Claude's next Saturday evening. The girls were very impressed when I phoned to tell them. Claude's, Pippa said. My word, Alison, he knows how to treat a woman. You know it's the only restaurant round here that has Michelin stars, don't you? It costs a fortune just to breathe in there, she sighed. It's so romantic. I am pleased for you, Alison. Claude's? Bev said. Hey, hey, Alice, you know what he's after. Honestly, Bev doesn't have a romantic bone in her little finger. She is convinced all men only think of one thing. At least they both agree that I should wear my party dress. Pippa did wonder if I should buy something new, but I put my foot down. I can barely afford to eat as I'm still paying off the last credit card bill. I phoned Pippa again. "'Should I offer to pay my half in the restaurant? "'Is that what women do these days?' Mm, "'You could offer, I suppose, "'but I'm sure he would be far too much of a gentleman "'to take you up on it,' Pippa said. "'But what if he did? I can't afford it.' "'I'm sure he won't. "'He's more likely to be offended at the suggestion.' "'Offended? Oh, relax, Alice. "'You'll have a wonderful time. Don't worry about it.' "'Bev was more adamant. "'Of course you don't pay.' "'Don't offer that stupid. He's a psychiatrist. He can afford it.' 26th of July, Saturday David arrived early. I came downstairs to find him and Adam watching Blind Date and chatting like old friends. I hope Adam was circumspect in what he said, but I doubt it. The restaurant was stylishly understated with quietly attentive staff. We had a delicious meal, thoroughly deserving of its stars although perhaps less of it than i would have liked when we were ready to leave david took my jacket from the waiter and held it out for me i stood and turned to put it on suddenly david grabbed my shoulders pushed me to one side scanned the nearby tables grabbed a jug of water from the nearest and threw the contents over our table as i turned to look the last flame was disappearing I was still spluttering. What? When the other diners started clapping, David took a bow, smiling graciously. The owner, Claude himself no less, came hurrying over. Are you all right, sir? I'm awfully sorry. I'm afraid my friend was rather careless and didn't look where she was tossing her napkin. Please allow me to pay for any damage. The owner took him by the hand. "'Good heavens, sir, no, it was thanks to your quick thinking that we don't have a more serious fire on our hands. "'There's no question of charging you for anything. "'On the contrary, please accept my thanks.' "'He leaned closer into David. "'I understand women. My wife is also of that certain age. "'A difficult time for them. We men have to make allowances.' David laughed. (laughs) Actually, Alison is rather prone to these little mishaps. I don't think she can blame it all on her age. Embarrassment kept me quiet until we were outside the restaurant, but then... Just who do you think you are? Who do you think you are to talk about me in such a patronising way? I wasn't intending to be patronising, I was just explaining. That your friend was rather careless, I know, I heard you. Well, you have to admit it was rather foolish to throw your napkin on the candle. I didn't throw my napkin on the candle. I threw it on the table. It was just unfortunate that it landed on the candle. Which you could have avoided if you'd given it any thought. For goodness sake, if a restaurant has candles on its tables, what can it expect? It shall be prepared for fires now and then. There must be no end of fire alarms set off by fires caused by candles. OK, OK, I'm sorry. Shall we just leave it at that? No, I hadn't finished yet. Why doesn't that surprise me? Indeed, I would have thought it was all you could expect from a woman of my age. I didn't say anything about your age. No, that's true, you blamed it on me being me. I was trying to placate the owner, who I think was being very understanding, considering... There you go again, blaming me. Well, you did throw the napkin on the candle. I didn't throw it on the candle. "'All right, let's calm down, shall we?' "'Why should I be calm? "'I am a woman of a certain age. "'I am expected to be irrational and stroppy.' "'Well, fine, I'll just take you home "'and we'll forget all about it. "'No need, I'll get a taxi.' "'Don't be silly, I'll take you. "'I'd rather get a taxi.' "'Fine, suit yourself.' "'And he went "'and left me on my own in town "'in the middle of the night. "'Although I'm not at all surprised at his behaviour. It's just what I would have expected from him. Adam was watching a film when I arrived home, so I sat with him and shared his popcorn. It reminded me of when he was a little boy and we watched Disney cartoons together. Except this film was about a man whose son had committed suicide after being dumped by his girlfriend. The man was taking revenge on single women out alone at night by posing as a taxi driver and killing them at random. I was struck by the fact that it could have been me.